You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Pastor Joel. We are good. You disappoint me. Uh, good afternoon. I'm just going to restart. And welcome to the Theology of Music podcast. Once again, here with Cliff and Brenda Lambert. <laughs> Dude. If you're going to the joint Facebook account thing again, I'm going to like walk out on you right now. <laughs> you were really sensitive about this. Get in, get in your car. I've you're been wonderful ridiculed people. so much. All right, I won't. And you're just opening the wound. I apologize. Let me put a solve on that by saying I love you, you and mean I'm a sorry. Salve? Oh, whoops. Well, I'm an idiot. Words I don't know. I can't read. <laughs> don't use words you don't know. Hey, that that's like. Goes against your whole like don't premise use words. for this podcast. <laughs> don't use words you don't know. Oh man, when you and I get together, nothing good happens. All right, so today we're going to do a little something different. We're going to take a look at two songs that touch on the same theme, and we'll see which one unpacks that theme. Kind of like a comparison contrast. Thank you for making me sound even more stupid or stupider. See, look, I did it again. That's not my goal. I'm digging my own grave. You are, man. So today we're going to take a look at the song, There is a Fountain by mm. William Cowper. And then we're also going to take a look at the song, which is... Um, Redeemed by the Blood of the Lamb. By People in Songs. People in Songs. So um, There is a Fountain. It was written in 1772. And it is about... Uh, it's based off of the scripture... Zechariah 13.1, talking about, in that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanliness. uncleanliness. So it's prophesying Jesus mm-hmm. and that he, through the fountain of his blood, uh, would, would save and cleanse uh, those um, who are, you know, then poetically washed in that, in that flood. So one thing I, we learned at our church at Coastal when we did this song was never have a guy sing this song, have a girl sing it because it makes it not sound as intense because singing... There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Oh, okay, that's that's yeah. intense. <laughs> like it sounded like there is a fountain filled with blood. So we had a woman sing it and then it just is better. There was, is yeah. a fountain filled with blood. You're like, oh, that's nice. A little more sensitive. It is, yeah. But it, so, uh, yeah, it was uh, the melody was put to it in 1874. Uh, and it's got a, uh, about four or five stanzas, four or five verses. People typically don't do two of them, so they'll typically do three. Um, and then why don't you give some context for uh, the Redeemed by the Blood of the Lamb, and then we'll compare and contrast. Yeah, so this song has just been written within the last maybe three years okay. uh, by People in Songs, and it's uh, it's a it's a song of God's redemption. Um, so in comparison to, I mean, I know we'll get there in a minute, but in ca- comparison to there is a fountain, the same theme runs through the entire song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jesus' sacrifice, um, the fact that it has the power to cleanse us right. from our sins. Right. Um, so absolutely, same same, And it kind of has a, it kind of has a, I don't even know what kind of a style you'd call it, maybe a country gospel i don't know yeah because the chorus um is singing again i'm blanking on it because i'm uh, on there yeah. it's fun I'm, uh, let's see um not the same i am changed right, yeah, yeah. redeemed by the blood of the lamb yeah that's right yeah it's got that because it's six eight it's six eight and six eight your favorite meter <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I do love six eight. Six, well, six eight. Little music nerd tidbit for all of you guys. Six eight is the um, ideal time signature for anthem anthemic songs because you don't have to worry about clapping, 
and it always feels victorious. Six I eight never, feels. I never thought of that. Oh yeah, before. that's why. Think of any big song that's ever come out. Um, in Christ Alone. Oh no, that's three four. Sorry. No, but so like Waymaker <laughs> and the Blessing are a little different, but they weren't written by people, like uh, in the states. Uh, Waymaker right. was written by Sinash, uh, and then the Blessing was written, but like it's that's four four. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, but like. Um, uh, reckless love, mm-hmm. great are you, Lord. Mm-hmm. All of those are six eight because when you're singing like, oh the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God, right? You got the da 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 doom doom da two three one two three four right. five six, right? It feels ooh, so it's got it has movement uh, that makes you get into it a little bit more rather than kind of four four is very stale at times. Right. Six eight right. It has more movement intrinsically built into Absolutely. the to the song, and so. Six eight songs usually turn into more anthemic ballady songs, um, and so there's a little tidbit. If you're writing a song, mm-hmm. chances are if you want to write a, a more anthem anthemic song, write in six eight song know. tidbits from Joel. There you go. I just me I pick up on trends all the time with that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so the so this song um, redeemed by the blood of the lamb touches on in the first verse is kind of where we're going to focus on, and this okay, is kind of what right. what what brought about this com- compare and contrast. So what's the the first verse, Cliff? First verse is I went down to the crimson river left my burdens on the shore. I went down a sinner, came up a saint, died with Christ. Now I'm reborn. Okay. So what was your question when we first were looking at this song? My, my question was just that opening line, you yeah. know, uh, where it says, I went down to the Crimson River. Yeah. Um, as a Christian who's grown up in the church my entire life, in fact, I grew up singing There is a Fountain. Every communion, mm-hmm. every, every communion service, that was the hymn we sang. So I have an understanding of what this is meaning when it says Crimson River. It's actually talking about the blood of Christ right. and its power to cleanse. Yep. Um, I'm wondering if it's a, so poetic that perhaps someone who maybe doesn't have my background or mm-hmm. is a new believer doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily understand what is a Crimson River. Yeah. You know, we when we did Glorious Today, we didn't really touch on this, but we always need to be thinking about how does a non-Christian view this song, right? So, Absolutely. yes, this podcast isn't just for the pastor, worship pastor, worship leader kind of person. It is for everyone. <clears throat> but if you are those people, you need to think, what would a non-Christian think uh, or, or think as they're singing this song? Especially if we're encouraging people to pay attention to the words and sing and not just sing and make it feel good, right? But sing and and, and listen to what they're singing and think about what they're singing what are you thinking when you hear, I went down to the Crimson River and what's the line? It's when I went down to the Crimson River and left my burdens on the shore, left my burdens on the shore. So dif- here's the difference. That's it's very uh, super ambiguous about what even is that Crimson River, right? right? Whereas there is a fountain. The first line is there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, yep. right? So Emmanuel, Christ, it's Christ with us, but you could change that if you needed to to make it more accessible. But it's very clear. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Whereas uh, Redeemed by the Blood of the Lamb, it is, I went down to the the Crimson Crimson River. Left my burdens on the shore. And then what's the next part? Uh, I went down a sinner, Mm -hmm. came up a saint, died with Christ, now I'm reborn. Okay, so died with Christ, now I'm reborn. There's, There's Christ but it doesn't say that it's Christ's blood. This is true. So you're just getting Christ. I died with Christ. Right. And maybe we're nitpicking and I, I probably am, but if you're touching on something like this, you got to be clear. Right. I, I guess the biggest, the biggest issue that I would have with this first verse is the second line where it says left my burdens on the shore. Right. What's a burden? 
What, yeah, what do you mean when you mean burdens? Exactly. Right, because you think, uh, I think Pilgrim's Progress, Christian, who is going to the cross, and his burden falls off, but the burden wasn't just a burden. It was the weight of his sin and eternal punishment of his sin that and, was then removed in Christ. And that's where I feel this is a little bit ambiguous. Ver- now, I think it's very now, ambiguous. Now, in the less, next line, it does say, I went down a sinner yes. and came up a saint. Right, you get nice baptism kind of metaphors there, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with there is a fountain. They probably got a lot from there is a fountain, right? You plunged beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains, right? right. When you are washed by the blood of Christ and covered in Christ's blood, you you are freed from your, you are, your payment has been paid for your sin because that's Hebrews, right? The, the author of Hebrews is talking about Christ was the sacrifice once and for all, right? Because the Hebraic people were going back to their old ways because they were being persecuted for following Christ and Hebraic author was saying, stop it. Like we, Christ did away with all the Old Testament stuff, cutting things in half, walking through them, being having blood sprinkled all over you. Because right. as as as, ooh, as there is a fountain is, that's exactly what has to happen. Bloodshed has to happen for sin to be paid. Exactly. And I, I think yep. that's what I don't like about there is a, the 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 river part. Because it's not shedding the blood of Christ. You you need there should be some graphic um imagery. Sure. Because you Sin has a very serious payment. It's Absolutely. not just a river where you kind of come in. It's not a baptism. Right. It is a sacrifice. That's right. And so I would say I would I would say not to do that. I wouldn't want to do that because there is uh, over there is a fountain because there is a fountain really clearly says Christ had to die. Right. The dying mm-hmm. thief rejoiced to see the fountain in his day. Right. It's Christ. And there have I, though vile as he washed all my sins away. I love the third one that no one ever says. No one ever does this stanza. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God are safe to sin no more. That's the verse that, I mean, we grew up singing that verse. So I, it's incredible. It's, a, it's, the, it's, it's, it's never going to lose its power. Right. And all the ransomed church of God are will be saved. Right. So that's, you know, we, we talked about Tulip before. That's literally Christ accomplishing the work that God set for him. Right. Whatever the limited atonement that God orchestrated through Christ and and then Christ then implemented will be accomplished because Christ's blood will never lose its power right and then ever since by faith I saw the stream thy flowing wood supplies by faith I saw the stream right I didn't go to the river and be like I'm gonna go down and wash and I'm not trying to you know dog on that song but I'm we're, we're comparing and contrasting yeah, absolutely thy flowing wound supply redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die and then when this poor, lisping, stammering tongue lies silent in the grave, then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save. I, I So to me, I just think there is a fountain does a way better job touching on the blood of Christ as a, a fountain river-esque kind of picture and would also benefit your church too because there are probably a lot of older saints like Cliff's generation, who would greatly appreciate singing that song and really letting, giving them a moment to really think about that. But anyway, so you were about to say something, sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah, to I was just, I was just going to say that. So when you're comparing the two, you have well, and, and with any song, you you need to be careful of the poetic image imagery that yeah, you're that very you're, true. And we've talked about this before on yeah. the podcast. Is I'm all for poetic imagery, mm-hmm. but if it gets to the point where it creates such a vagueness, mm-hmm. or a, a, you just have to be really careful. Yeah, like the poetry in there as a fountain is, and the pictures that it paints are beautiful, mm-hmm. but they're extremely accurate. Yes. Whereas this is a great song, and there's poetic imagery, but is it clear? 
Yeah, that's true. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. And so, um, and I, I think that's the issue with it. It's and the what happens with a lot of songs like, this, uh, gosh, the, the Washed by the Blood of the Lamb. No, Redeemed by the Blood of the Lamb. Redeemed by the Blood. Is that you get the choruses and the bridges where everyone's like, "Oop, yep, I've got it. I totally got it." Right? Mm-hmm. It's what I'm not the same. Yep, I've been changed. Uh, I've been redeemed changed. by the blood of the Lamb. Um, what's the next part? Um, by His grace, I am saved. I'm a child forever. I am. I'm His child. Right. Great chorus. Mm-hmm. Right. Great chorus. Now, what what does a child have to do with the being by grace? Like that's fine. You know, that's me just nitpicking. But great chorus. I think there's a bridge too, right? Uh, not really. Oh, never mind. I thought there was. Okay, so there you go. So you've got a chorus, and that's what happens. You get these really good choruses. And that's what keeps people going with the song. But then the verses just don't really make sense or they're just not well done. And what happens is we we go, yeah, we'll know the chorus, right? Well, that's what people do for a lot of these songs. And so, you know, we've, we've talked about, and I've talked about this many times, there are better songs out there. We have an innumerable amount of amazing songs at our disposal. We never have to settle. You never right. have to settle when you're listening, when you're planning your sets, when you're pastoring, you never have to settle for a song. And it's not just old songs that have good lyrics. No, there are, there new, are yeah. newer songs yeah. that have really, really powerful imagery that's yep. biblically accurate. And I'm not, yeah, I think it's clear. a really good point. I'm not trying to say, go to do the old songs, right? Exactly. Because So, I, yes, I would choose, if you're talking about, if you had to say, okay, this Sunday we're talking about the shed blood of Christ, we're maybe in Hebrews, we want to really touch on Christ's shed blood and what it means and why there had to be shed blood. Um, I would choose there is a fountain over redeemed by the blood of the lamb, right? Because there is a fountain just is just clearer and does a better job uh, than redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Yeah, you get the nice chorus, mm-hmm. but you don't get the clarity. Yeah, and so this this episode was more for that. Let's so you're so you're planning a set, so you're thinking about something, or you, you want to think of you want to listen to a song that touches on something like this. There is a fountain will be better, and there are plenty of renditions of There Is a Fountain that have been updated and made yep. to be uh, like more accessible than than an older rendition. Um, so don't feel like you have to go with There is a fountain filled with blood. Right, you right. don't you don't have to be the old one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, we're not really going to go through the criteria of is it Christ-centered, gospel, uh, gospel-centered, Christ-exalting, congregationally friendly. I think both all of them kind of fit that. They do. This is more just you're picking and choosing. What mm-hmm. do you, what do you need? What's going to be better than the other one? I, I think there is a fountain. This basically just gives the worship leader food for thought. Yeah, like, I agree. Yep. So think about these things as you're choosing songs, and do the same thing with other with other uh, themes. So if you're thinking about a different theme, like I'm thinking about, let's see, like I want to talk about. Maybe you're in, maybe you're in Philemon, and Philemon's all about restoration. Well, think, look at there's tons of songs that talk about like there's even a great song that's called Restoration that we sang at Coastal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so it's not just um, it's not just going oh these are the songs that are out right now. It's thinking what are we touching on? What are we planning to talk about? What's a theme that we're thinking about um, presenting to the church in the sermon? And then going and looking at your category, your your catalog and saying this would be better than this, right? And, and and I think that makes a better worship pastor, worship leader and pastor, it's someone who thinks that deeply about how, what they're going to do on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean you can't use the song right. Redeemed by the Blood of the Lamb. What I mean, get creative. Pair the songs together. You know, Dude, what if you put that as a chorus to the, to There is a Fountain? Exactly. Take the take There is a Fountain mm-hmm. and add the, the chorus. chorus of Redeemed by the Blood of the Lamb. I'm, yeah, not, I mean, I'm not the... I'm and the, you could even yeah. do There is a Fountain in 6-8. You could. 
The nine people rejoice to see the fountain in his day. Yep, two, four. Not the same. Yep, you could do that. Yep. Yeah, six, eight is. See, you just got to. Boom. That would be really cool. You're still getting clarity in your lyrics. And you get your chorus. Yep, and you get your chorus. Which is so good. I so I agree. I think that'd be really cool. So so here's the thing though, Cliff. Right? You've done this song. Yes, I at have. your church. Mm-hmm. You were on worship fails. I mean they're probably not on worship fails yet. I tried to get you on worship fails. <laughs> not yet for that one. No. But <laughs> you did the song. Yes. Now here's a question. Are you now going to do this song paired together and be creative? Or are you gonna be like, no, I'm gonna do that song still like the way I'm I'm, I might do it. Yeah, I might. I mean, it was just an idea that just kind of popped in my oh, head. Yeah? So now I might, my, my Are you going to let your yes be yes and your no me no? Yes, of course. Mm, yes, no, I will. No, not at all. No, okay. <laughs> yes, I will. All right. Yes, I will. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. This was a real, like a little bit of a different podcast, but um, if there's if there are songs that you want us to compare and contrast or me to compare and contrast, because this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to be in person with Cliff, but we can do it over the phone. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Our beards Sad. will unite at some point yes, in person. They will. Amen. Mm. And if it's not this side of eternity, it's in heaven, brother. In heaven. Wait, will we have beards in heaven? We're gonna have the beard section in the choir. <laughs> I hope we're like the Presbyterians, but we we're like not all facial hair gets saved, right? <laughs> Only the beards get saved, and they get into one one section. I'm kidding. Um, it's a joke, people. So, so, if you ever have a song or, or songs you want us to compare and contrast, right, or a theme, right, you say like, "Hey, I'm I'm thinking about this theme for." this Sunday or something like that. What are songs that you think would be good? And we could throw two out and say, here's the two that we would think of, or here's one that people are doing. Here's one that we think we could do. You should do. That's better. Um, just, just email us, uh, email me at female, female theology and (laughs) theology and music at gmail.com. Uh, but thank you guys so much once again for listening, subscribe, share it with your friends and have a wonderful day.